Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 160 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we begin to come to the end of uh, our, our Come Follow Me materials uh, for this week. Uh, we are, of course, covering May the 31st to June the 6th. Doctrine and Covenants section 60 to 62. Please do leave a review on this podcast. Please share it with someone. It would really help us get this podcast out. Email session at gmail.com. If you have any feedback or any comments, or if you'd like to share something that you've been studying, we can then, of course, share that on our episode tomorrow, as we usually do on our Monday episodes. So uh, going back now to Doctrine and Covenants section 62, which we talked about the um, the context of yesterday. Uh, we'll have a look at the actual text text today. Uh, and pick out some of the, um, the things that we learn. Uh, first of all, in Doctrine and Covenants section 62, verse 1, it says, Behold and hearken, O ye elders of my church, saith the Lord your God, even Jesus Christ, your advocate, who knoweth the weakness of man, and know how to succour them who are tempted. Um, I must say, I think that this is probably one of my favourite names or attributes of our Saviour, is how he is our advocate. Um, as I keep reading this and learning about this uh, this phrase, the force of our Saviour pleading our case before the Father, you know, because he is able to. And I think this is where we have to really have that faith and trust in him. If we really believe Christ, not just believe in him, but believe him, as um, the great book that I, that I studied, I Believe in Christ, talked about by Stephen Robinson, um, then we start to understand just how he is able to be our advocate, despite the number of mistakes the number of ways we fall short is that he has suffered everything uh, and he knows how to s- strengthen and support us. Uh, President Henry B. Eyring says this, quote, with the help of the Holy Ghost, we can watch over ourselves. We can pray to recognize and reject the first thoughts of sin. We can pray to recognize a warning not to speak words which would hurt or tempt someone else. And we can, when we must, pray for the humility and the faith to repent. There will be surely be some who hear my voice who will have this thought come into their minds. But the temptations are too great for me. I have resisted as long as I can. For me, the commandments are too hard. The standard is too high. That is not so. The Saviour is our advocate with the Father. He knows our weaknesses. He knows how to succour those who are tempted. Close quote. It is um, a beautiful um, teaching that our Saviour is our advocate, that he loves us infinitely and intimately so much that he is able to know what we struggle with and he is ready and able to support and bless us. And, uh, you know, for me, that is just, I could t- talk for ages, a whole episode about that, to be honest. But um, it is, you know, the joy that we have as members of the church. Once we come to understand the Saviour and his atonement, how it truly blesses our lives. In verse 2, he talks about how his eyes are upon those who have not yet gone up to the land of Zion. In verse 3, he is speaking directly to these elders who um, the revelation was received for, um as they were journeying on the, along their way, Harren Smith, uh, David Whitmer, Whitlock, and um, the other individual, Murdoch, I think it was, who got unwell along the way. Uh, number three, uh, a verse three says this, Nevertheless, you are blessed, for the testimony which you have borne is recorded in heaven for the angels to look upon, and they rejoice over you, and your sins are forgiven you. Now, this is uh, often uh, used and as a wonderful verse, which indicates that when we testify or, or bear testimony, that our sins are forgiven. Now, 
again, we have to look at the context of this because whilst I would love for the fact that if we bear our testimony to be recorded in the, in the heavens by the angels and for each time we testify for our sins to be forgiven us, and, you know, whilst we may do that and it may likely be true, I don't know if we can therefore say every time we bear our testimony, our sins are forgiven. Because actually, he's talking to these individuals, these elders, who have gone out of their way to bear their testimony, who have taken seriously the commandments to preach by the way, um, and who have borne this testimony obediently uh, to these people. Perhaps it's because they were given the commandment to do so, and they did so with by going the extra mile, literally, uh, which made them miss and be late for the kind of the, the conference in, in Missouri. Perhaps that is why their sins have forgiven them, rather than they simply bear their testimony. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not, I'm not the Lord, so um, I don't know um, what he what his full meaning is in this. However, you know, even if there is a hint of being able to have our sins being forgiven by bearing our testimony honestly and genuinely to those around us, I mean that. In, but the, that by itself should be reason enough to bear our testimony. Of course, there is the um, the joy that we feel when we have the gospel in our lives, and that should naturally want us to share it with others. Um, when we experience the atonement, I remember a quote, I think it was by President Howard W. Hunter, about how our in indicator of how converted we are to the atonement of Christ is by the, the amount of sharing that we do of it. And if that's the case, I really need to work on that because I thought uh, I was uh, converted to the atonement. I, I felt like I'd really seen it in my life and had a great testimony of it, but I don't I could do better with sharing with sharing it, and so perhaps I need to work further on that. Um, and I'm sure many of us listening feel the same as well. And so, yeah, again, I think that's a wonderful um, blessing and promise. If it is indeed the promise that when we bear our testimony, it's recorded in heaven by the angels, and our sins are forgiven. But you know, I'm also going to continue to try and repent and uh, and try and make sure I make those changes rather than just rely on bearing my testimony. Because I don't know to what degree that, that applies to us, because, of course, this is being spoken to directly to these elders. Um, as we talked about yesterday, they were invited to continue their journey to Missouri. In verse four, it says, now continue your journey, assemble yourselves upon the land of Zion and hold a meeting and, re and rejoice together and offer a sacrament unto the Most High. Now, um, whether that means actually partake of the sacrament or offer a sacrament, like in Doctrine and Covenants section 59, when it said offer your sacraments, that doesn't actually just mean or, or apply to what we know today is the sacrament. Uh, but off, at this time it meant, um, you know, offers of worship or indications of worship um, together. And so that's so that's something which I'm not 100% sure on, but, you know, they were basically invited to go and worship in Zion and offer offer some worship to the Most High. And then, uh, after they'd done that, it says in verse 5, and then you may return to bear record, yea, all, even all together, or two by two, as seem if you good, it mattereth not unto me, only be faithful and declare glad tidings unto the inhabitants of the earth. Now, it's interesting this, because the Lord could have said to these four elders, oh, don't worry, you know, you've not made it uh, to, to the land on time for the conference, just head, head back now. Uh, but thank you so much for the wonderful blessing. Your sins have forgiven you for preaching, by the way. Your testimony is recorded and head back home now. He could have easily said that, but he didn't. He he told them to continue to Zion uh, and and do that. And I have to wonder, there's probably a number of reasons why, you know, it is the Lord. He knows perfectly why. Um, but I first, I think first of all, it is the fact that 
um, you know, he sent them on a journey to Zion. And this was meant to be, don't forget, you know, looking back now, we know that things didn't work out too well in Jackson County, Missouri. And, you know, there was great promises and there is still great promises for that land, but it just didn't work out for those saints at that particular time. Um, we we know that this was meant to be an exciting um, prospect and, and a great uh, blessing in store for these saints that this land would be. And so I'm sure these four brethren were actually quite excited to go to Zion and see what it was like. Having said that, I'm sure one or two of the brethren heading back uh, from this land probably had a word in their ear and said, oh, it's not that great, uh, as we've heard from some of their views on it. Um, but they still would have wanted to go and see it for themselves. And so the Lord is fulfilling his promise to them that they would go to Zion for a start. But also um, allowing them to go means that they can then return um, and bear record, as he says in verse five, he, they can be further witnesses of this place, that it is there, that it is open, that there is place there for them to go uh, and that people should start heading over. Um, and I think there's probably like, like I mentioned, a multiple reasons why they're told to continue on. But imagine the disappointment that they would have had if they weren't even able to go uh, and see this land after having traveled and sacrificed so much so far. And again, further, he allows them to go either by them like all together or two by two, which seemeth them good. And then even in verse seven, it says, I, the Lord, am willing, if any among you desire to ride upon horses or upon mules or in chariots, he shall receive this blessing. Um, if you receive it from the hand of the Lord with a thankful heart in all things. So it seems here again, the Lord is teaching this principle of it's up to you how you travel, um, whether by out of these um, things that I'm offering you, it's up to you as long as you're grateful and thankful to the Lord for what he's done for you. And, and I think that that should be the way we live our lives. You know, obviously pray for direction in the things that require it, but uh, recognize where the Lord gives us these choices, but be thankful to him in these choices, even if we choose them ourselves. I think that's a key uh, factor in this. Thank you very much for listening today. Hope you've enjoyed the study this week. Join us tomorrow for our Monday episode where we will take a pause from our Come Follow Me materials and we'll share some listener comments and also anything that you've been studying or likely something that I've been studying. Please do share something that you've been studying though because I'd love to share that on a future podcast. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.